all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Boss Man Show, friend of the show, Coach Laval Jordan of the Butler Bulldogs here with me. Coach, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Man, all, all good this way. Just we, we're overcoming, managing like everybody else. Coach, great. let me ask you this, man. Uh, you know, it's funny how everything kind of went crazy on my birthday, which is March 11th, with the with the NBA shutting down. <laughs> so everything yeah. out there just went downhill. So for you guys. 
how did you all find about the news of the, the Big Ten tournament? The Big East tournament is going to be canceled pretty much. And how did you all deal with it, man? Because you have to get kids go get kids get, get kids back home. Got going for go school online now. So how was that whole transition process for you guys, man? I know it was hard for us in the NBA, and to be hard for you guys as well. Yeah, it was. Uh, it it was just you know it was almost surreal because you're you're in the moment. I mean, we we were literally about to get on the bus to go over to Madison Square Garden, you know, because uh, it was around noon. You know, it was noon, games tipping off at noon. And uh, then you start to see the cancellations, you know, Big Ten canceled and Big 12 canceled, and, you know, so who, who's left? And, and so it's like, all right, are we going to, are we going to cancel too? And everybody else is following, you know, we're going to follow suit. Uh, and our one, our noon game actually tipped off Creighton and St. John's. We were the two o'clock game. And so, you know, we're preparing as if it's going to happen. And then around 1 o'clock or so, right before we were about to hop on the bus to, to head over, you know, we, it started to seem like, okay, I don't, I don't know if we're going to actually play. I think that game got stopped. That game got stopped at halftime, so we had to meet with our team. But they were dressed, like, in uniform. Wow. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm dressed. We were kind of about there, ready to go get on the bus. And then we had to break the news to them. So there was a lot of emotion. Uh, just because, you know, that's, you know, you didn't, at that point, it's like, all right, the Big East tournament's, you know, done. There was still hope that we might still play the NCAA tournament. And we, had, you know, we had, uh, felt like we were in a good position to get in and, and the whole deal. But then around, so guys went, it was like, hey, go with your families, grab some lunch. We'll get more information and get back together here when we get more. And around about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, you know, we had to have another team meeting to tell them, you know, it's all shut down. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of emotions poured out because you got, sen you know, just you know, seniors that, you know, that's their opportunity is, is gone and that's the end of their season. And uh, so everybody was kind of hurting together on uh, just it, it being over. So, yeah, that was – so you get through that and now, you know, you got to get on the plane and get, get out of there. We were in New York of all places. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the moment. So we get through that and you know, we're trying to get out as quick as possible due to, you know, all the risks uh, and get back on campus. And then it was spring break for uh, for Butler University during that time. So nobody, no students were here. And so we, we let guys go home and then come to find out, you know, spring break was going to get extended for uh, for a long time. So, so yeah, that was just the communication piece because it was coming so fast, right? And it's nothing we've ever seen before in our, in our lifetime. It was funny because, you know, you was in New York. The Hawks played the Knicks on my birthday at night. So I was kind of thinking about, did any of the New York people pass it on to us? Because, no, it's the Knicks. Yeah. They're, they're here. <laughs> so it's like, it was like, you know, I was worried for a few weeks there, but when nothing happened and I was like, okay, maybe I'll be beat dodge this bullet right now because I was scared for it because I have asthma. So I'm like, okay, let me hope yeah. they hope they didn't give me nothing. But thank God that worked itself out. But yeah, if you was in New York, I'll do with the Knicks. So it's like we kind of had a similar situation going on at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And there was a moment right after we arrived, you know, they had they told us all to you know just quarantine at home for 14 days just because we had we were just coming from from that area and we didn't want to you just didn't know. We didn't. We didn't have a lot of information. You know, it's like okay, so yeah, everybody's been walking around. You know, people on the on the plane been walking around in, in New York City and you know getting ready to go to the game. Now there's no game, but everybody's been out in public. So you know, 
what do we do next and what does that mean? So thankfully, you know, there was no positive cases in our party and everybody was, was fine from a health standpoint. Academically wise, I know your academic advisor really played a big role getting getting your young men to work from home there because you know when you're used to being in class in front of your professor to have to transfer to the virtual learning right snap of a finger. The academic advisor had to really help them out a lot with especially their blackboards and you know you you, you all can watch it of course with blackboard, but having to get those young men to keep their grades up, keep, keep take care of their responsibilities academically while at home to their own devices had to be a little, little challenging at times, but knowing your staff there probably got young men they'll spring some minutes real good for those young men for you. Yeah, I think it was, you know, you had a new level of appreciation for teachers and professors, right? Because uh, shoot, my, my three I've got three daughters at 12, seven, and, and, and uh, 15, 12, and seven. So, you know, we were turned into homeschool teachers <laughs> and trying to facilitate the online and the remote learning stuff. And, and for the professors, you know, they were everybody, you know, faculty and staff, they're all trying to figure out how to, you know, formulate something that would be, be able to do. So that took, that took some time, you know, for uh, professors to get, get together, how they could, you know, finish the semester and, uh, and then all the, everybody's adapting to that plan. And, you know, for our academic people, advisors and athletics, you know, how to, how to help support. And when normally you got a study hall or a study table and you got, you know, tutors and resources here, but now everybody's at home and you're doing it all on, on Zoom like this and, and trying, to, trying to stay engaged. And, and so, yeah, that was, a, that was a whole different thing that I think everybody you grew comfortable with after some time. Now some people still have to do it, you know, unfortunately uh, here in the fall semester. Um, and so we've started that way for the first two weeks. And yeah, so, but at least there's a reference, you know, it's like a new level of comfort, even though it's not what you want, uh, but at least you know what you're supposed to be doing, you know, how to access things, you know where to go and how to, you know, how to communicate even with, since you're not in person. Now, Coach, for your young men's bodies, I know some of them probably didn't have hoops at their homes back home. So, drinking <laughs> distance, Coach, had to probably work overtime to find the young men uh, ways to keep themselves kind of semi-quasi in shape without having a hoop and different plans knowing based on what they all have at home because you don't want to get back to you and kind of start from scratch. So, how did that process go for you guys? Yeah, it is crazy. You're trying to figure out what you can do, right? You, you know, so we want to give guys a basketball workout, but gyms are sh shut down, you know, especially back in, you know, April, you know, when we would be in our postseason before we release and would go home, May, uh, guys don't have a gym they can get in, guys, you know, they start taking park baskets off the rims at the park. Yes. <laughs> like, there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to play basketball. You're like if you're a cross country runner, you're fine. You just go outside and run <laughs> and pick your distances. But we, you needed, you know, weights and, and things to develop your body. And, and so, yeah, our, our strength and conditioning coach, Matt Johnson, was you know, working overtime to just come up with what we could send them, uh, bands and things that they could use while they were at home. You know, uh, he was posting videos and we had a team Instagram account where he was you know, just firing things to, to, to demonstrate exercises and show them uh, to come up with some routines. And, Cause they're all, they're just so used, you know, as, as an athlete, especially a co collegiate athlete, you're just so used to the routine. Most definitely. Uh, right. You know, getting over, get in the weight room, uh, get with one of the coaches, get a workout in, you know, class and uh, study hall and, you know, you're just regimented. And now you get home and it's like, you know, you, you didn't have to wake up maybe at the same time and, and have the routine. And so that was a big, 
challenge to say the least, just trying to get a, get a routine for them, give them things that would keep them engaged uh, during that, that time where we were apart. Uh, and then it became, usually we, we would get our guys here in the summer uh, at the end of June uh, for us. And newcomers come in and other guys with turners are back and you get those, you're, you know, eight weeks, six to eight weeks you're allowed there in July, heading into half of August. And so that even got, you know, we were all online for the summer. So guys were still at home and you're trying to, you know, now you got your newcomers that you want to get here and, you know, you have that introduction and the team building and team bonding and the workouts and get them, get their fundamentals in place. And, and so now that all of that got delayed as well. And so um, those young guys are finishing up high school that are so eager to come. Most definitely. Can't, can't come yet. <laughs> and, uh, so that was, you know, all of that was just just new challenges, and, and so so many coaches, and you're on the line with other coaches because nobody's ever, nobody has a game plan for it, right? Nobody's got the playbook to say, oh, here's here's what you do when this when when a pandemic comes. <laughs> you don't got that. <laughs> you don't have that one. No, it's like you just got to have a lot in your tool belt in your in your kitty as a coach, but nobody had a, a playbook for this one. No, most definitely, and you know it. It's constant. We can say in those Zoom means you have, you know, we have a lot, a lot in our country social unrest with the, all these different killings. So, how did you all address that with the team? Try to keep give your team an education about that and get them all ready to the vote and understand that they do have a voice, they have power, and get them to understand the issues of what we're going on around us. Because you know, we've kind of had the pandemic and the social pandemic as well at the same time coming together. So, right here and right in our faces in 2020. So, how did you all kind of talk to your team about that? And help them all understand what's going on in our country right now. Yeah, no question. We'll, we'll never forget 2020, uh, right? Any of us that were, you know, will we'll, we'll live to tell about it. Um, but yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, just being open and, and honest. You know, we try to we try to have that environment and that culture in, in any ways, Jr. Where we can just hop in and, and have a conversation about real talk. Uh, we we say all the time, hey, we don't we don't want elephants in the room. Like we're not gonna be you know, better men. We're not going to be a better team. We're not going to be better players. If, and we got to have some humility about us to be able to handle the truth. Um, and so, uh, but when, when truth unfolds right in front of you, that it's a difficult thing. You know, it's difficult for me, I'm sure as if for you as at, at our age to process, you know, what was going on, why, why that, why something like a George Floyd murder would happen in 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 2020. And, um, you know, all the elements that resurface that come with that. So uh, for me to process and then try to help our, our, our guys process it. You know, they're 18, 20, they've they're got different ethnic backgrounds and they're, they're trying to understand. But allowing them the space to talk was kind of the first thing to just open up and talk about how they're feeling uh, and just unload uh, and just listen. And, and uh, some of the things that were going through their hearts, their minds, and, uh, and then keeping the dialogue going. And then, and then starting to educate, you know, where, you know, systemic racism and some of the things that go along with it and the history of our, our country. So they, we've had some real good uh, Zooms with, you know, good use of it is, you know, sharing videos with them, um, you know, from an educational standpoint and then having dialogue about, you know, about things that, you know, that happened in the past. Uh, and then talking about change, change for now, like all of our guys probably to say are registered to vote. We had a, uh, did a voter education Zoom uh, with, with someone that, to help us out last Thursday um, to talk about making sure 
you know, the, the toolkit they need for absentee ballots because most of our roster isn't from Indiana, so they got to be able to request that and request it on time. And, you know, um, we did a cool – we have a Be United initiative in our athletic department that started uh, as a result of all of this to just address it uh, and having them take that vehicle and that platform and uh, did a crucial conversation. If, if, if your listeners hadn't seen it, heard it or seen it, you know, they can check out butlersports.com and, uh, there's a Be United crucial conversation where uh, a couple of our players and myself uh, allowed them to open up right here in the middle of the court at Hinkle Fieldhouse and just talk about, you know, a lot of a lot of the things that are that they're dealing with in in this context. And so it's been um, it's been awesome to see them kind of want to want to engage and be involved and want to seek change. And as they understand more ways of how they can do that and go about it uh, through all of this unrest. And coach, you know, I gotta tell my listeners, like for me, I'm Jr. But when I watch out my Atlanta Hawks gear, I'm just Jr. A black guy in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? You're just Laval, a guy in Indiana, in Indianapolis. So it's like we just took off our, our gear. We're, we're two black men and trying to live our lives the right, the right way. And you know, we could go out. It could be us. It could be hashtag Jr. Hashtag Laval because. Unfortunately, our country is is not progressing much with what we thought it has, and I feel like we have to educate our young men and give them that that background. Because I, for me, I've decided to use my show as a platform going forward because I have I have a voice. I got to use it for good. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm gonna do me a 501c4 that nonprofit to help out as well. So I've been inspired by this to, to use my voice, having Rachel Brooks right here in my backyard, Mar Arbery right here in my backyard to do something about this and, and help our state and help our nation regionally. And let's try to make a difference in some way because I feel like, Coach, it's, it's time for change. We Voices like you and I can help spur that change as, as well, Coach. Yeah, no question. I, I think, um, and I've said this multiple times now, you know, is, is um, you know, some of the, something like some of the things that we've seen, it's like once you see it, right, you, you can't unsee it. Most definitely. And now, you know, there's – you. you there's a choice we have to make. It's like, if you feel like that's okay, that's your choice. Right? But I would like to think that most don't, right? So now, how, how do we go about pursuing, you know, what we do want as a, as a culture? Because uh, that's definitely not it. And, uh, what's our, and then what's our role in that? Like, you, you got a platform. We have a platform as coaches. You know, you've seen athletes. You know, in, in a big way, professional athletes use their platform. You know, how, what's our role in it and how to go about, you know, influencing true change, right, to, 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 to have it be in a better place. And so, um, you know, again, we're all making those decisions on what we want to be a, a part of and what vehicles uh, to jump on and whether it's voting initiatives, whether it's things on our, on our campus in our Indianapolis community uh, that we're going to join in and be a part of. But whatever it is, it's like, hey, this isn't the way we want it. <laughs> so that's all, you know, and, and you're right. It's, uh, you, you know, I, one of the most impactful things for me, there was one of our, Bryce Golden, one of our players who, you know, who's, who's not like a white kid from Virginia. He, like, he called me a few days after to check on me, uh, which was really impactful. It's like, you know, just, hey, coach, how are you doing? Knowing he, he, he never experienced it, don't, didn't know, necessarily know what it's like to, to be black, but there's a, such a care level. Most definitely. And we've got obviously a, a relationship to where he was, but he was just calling a check. Not as, not as his coach, it's just like, you know, somebody that he knows that is, it looks like, 
you know, that, uh, that is black, that's could, you know, just knows they're probably different, a whole set of emotions running through just saying, you know, how, how you doing? Uh, it, you know, it was a big thing. And I think having those crucial, you know, like I said, we had one we went in amongst our team, multiple, there's one out there that everybody can go watch. Uh, but those crucial conversations, uncomfortable conversations, the dialogue that, that hopefully is happening in a lot of places. Uh, and, and, and let's be, let's be honest, like, if we're going to be, be comfortable, we're probably not going to change much. <laughs> right. So it has to get a little bit, it has to get uncomfortable here for, uh, and that's the thing about speaking up, using a voice, uh, you know, peaceful protests, like those things are, it's not comfortable for, for a lot of people, but it moves the needle to where we're going to have to do something different. Just what can I say is coach before we move on my next question is like, I've lost four sponsors as I've been talking about us and the system what's been going on. I lost four sponsors. But I say this coach like, you, you, you look cut me off because you it's not the Hawks, Braves, or whatever you want me to talk about, but talking about my people, you cut me off. So it tells me all you know about you as a company. If you're going to cut off your know, sponsorship because I'm saying stuff that you don't want to hear, what makes you uncomfortable? So it's, it's like, it's, it's like, wow, really? You know, talking about real life stuff is an issue for sponsors, I see. So I was like, it, it took me back, but I'm like, it should, I'm not, shouldn't be surprised because everybody's not with the movement, of course. Everybody does not want change. But we'd still be, be, that, be, be about the change. Those who push back against it, we still got to be about it and fight against that and still push the right message to help out the right people. So if someone, one person hears it, tell somebody else we can get something going and get their ball rolling that way, then we will have some change eventually down, down the road here. Yeah, no, exactly. It's uh, it can't be status quo, you know. That that's for certain. And, and you know, it's like the thing I I tell our team there about culture is if you if you have a culture, everybody doesn't fit. Right, that's a be- the beautiful part of it. Now, and it's like, you know, if it fit everybody, uh, well, this culture that we want, we want is like you are all human. Uh, we're all the same under God, you know, created in the image of God. That's what I believe. So it's like, well, that makes us, you know, one. And now yes, indeed. growing toward treating each other as such and, and putting systemic policy in place that, that, that hold people accountable when they don't um, and, and, and having the opportunities be as such. And, and, and if you lose a fan or if you lose a space, it's like, hey, you know that's their choice, but this is not about. This is a human, a human. Yes, thing. this is right or wrong. Than, yeah, this is bigger, bigger than that. Now, Coach, I'm asking, how's recruiting been via Zoom? I know that's been weird for you guys. We have to recruit via Zoom, <laughs> and uh, probably doing like campus tours as virtual via Zoom. So, how was that new wrinkle to recruiting being this this time around for you? Yeah, that's, it, it's different, man, because the, the recruiting is it's a relationship building process, right? And so, you know, like you and I, if we met in person, you know, it'd be a lot different conversation, uh, just a different feeling, body language and things. Yes, you indeed. Get like we got a, we got a good vibe and the conversation's good, but man, it'd be good to, to be down there in Atlanta, you know, it's chicken and waffle spot and chop it up, right? But, yes, indeed. <laughs> It's just different, uh, but we've adjusted, and I think kids have adjusted. Parents, and you know, you, you know, the fact that they can't be have two feet actually on the campus at the current moment, uh, you know, just for themselves to to because there's such a feeling like when you get to a place and you kind of feel it feels right, 
Uh, and so you don't, you don't get that, you know, no different than, I guess, virtual dating. It's like when you're actually with someone, right, you, you get a, you know, it just feels right. Uh, or it doesn't, and at least you know it, right? And so now you can move on to the next, next, uh, next opportunity or option. So, uh, but we've done, you know, our staff has done a great job. You know, we've, we've gotten a couple commitments secured via, you know, the, the virtual recruiting. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I guess it's going well, but it, it is, it is a, a ton different. I'm a big guy on, you know, when you, when you get here and you kind of get to see the interaction with a kid and his family on a visit and you get the, you know, you just, you learn a lot of things that are, that maybe the, the, the unsaid things that you get to notice on the character you know, of a, of, a, of a person and, uh, you know, the family values just by seeing how they function when you get to spend, you know, up to 48 hours together on a visit or we get to go have contact in their homes or in their schools and kind of see them in their environment. And, you know, we just don't get to do those things right now. Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> I can say, you know, I was playing for the Final Four. I was having all you all in town and having you come to the studio and coming for <laughs> oh, interviews. Man. Yeah, I was – Getting ready to make texts and phone calls. Hey, if you're in it, if you're in it, okay, get it. If you're not, come by. I got some. I had it all mapped out. Have everybody come by the studio for at least ten minute interview with me. But <laughs> fell through oh, on me. Do the do the we, we had our guy uh, Kamar Baldwin from Winder, Georgia, right down there. He was a senior. He was like, he's gonna go down as one of the best to ever. Put the Butler uniform on. He was ready to try to make it to Atlanta. He was, he was ready. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, Coach, another one I got for you, man, non-conference schedules. I know it's been hard for you guys trying to get games done, not knowing if non-conference going to really go down because of the virus and stuff. So how's it been trying to get games? Because I know a lot of schools haven't released their schedules yet because they don't know who they may play non-conference. You know, it be a non-conference schedule. So how's that been for yeah, you? Yeah, we, we've got agreements and contracts that we've that agreed to, you know, earlier prior to the pandemic hitting in and leaving this uncertainty in front of us. Um, now it's just a matter of what's the season going to look like and if we're going to be able to follow through with, you know, with those agreements or, or not. And if not, how do we adjust? Uh, and I don't, you know, nobody, we don't have those answers yet either because we're trying to figure out when we'd be actually be able to start a season. Uh, you know, I, I obviously if everything goes like normal, you're talking November 10th. You know, we're going to tip off and play the first game, but, you know, is that going to be possible? And you get new information every day and, you know, some of the testing uh, options that are coming out now and, you know, how, how's that going to help or, you know, what's that going to lend us to be able to do in, in men's basketball? You know, football's got their, their things that they're trying to figure out and some are going to hop in and go and uh, with the fall sports, you know, in, in some leagues that are um, that have been delayed to the spring and things like that. So, yeah, for us, the challenge is yeah, keeping our guys engaged every day, right? Just, just what yes, can we control, control we can control today and not really not focus on the other. Uh, that's that's going to be somebody else's job to, to medical experts, first and foremost, to figure out what's safe and what's doable. Um, and then we'll adjust you know, as they give us information, boss, uh, on uh, when we can do what. And I think that's that's the game, right? It's, 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 yeah, as I told our guys, like, hey, Basketball's a game of adjustments. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so now, and it's uh, it's it's a life. You know, you learn a lot of life lessons. So uh, so now we're gonna have to adjust and, and just be ready. You know that, that one of the things we talk about all the time is hey, the time to, the time to be ready is not the time to get ready. Uh, so right now we can get ourselves as ready as possible. Whether we got a basketball hoop or not through the summer to try to train. 
you know, now whether we can get 10 guys out there at a time or not, maybe we can only do four at a time, but, you know, do everything we can to get ready. Uh, so when that time comes, you know, we, we can get out there and, and have our best version of ourselves on display. That's one of the Gaffway coaches. This man, uh, let's talk about uh, Coach Thompson, man. He just passed away, and you're in the Big East Conference, man. And you play at Georgetown twice a year, and he got Patrick Ewing, one of his players, at Georgetown right now. Let's talk about what Coach Thompson to game of college basketball, what he means to, means to the Big East Conference, what he's meant to you personally as a coach as you've grown into your role. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, you just you wake up in the morning, uh, and you, ne- you did not expect. That news, obviously, you know, you had uh, over the weekend, you're talking to Lute Olson and Cliff Robinson and Chadwick Bozeman and then, you know, Coach John Thompson. And you're like, man, you know, you just uh, – and, and and as a young kid, you know, you know I'm you know, five years old in 84 when, when Coach uh, Coach Thompson won the national championship and, uh, you know, 10 years old in 89. I was born in 7 when he walks off the court. Uh, for Boston College, and you know, then Allen Iverson, and you know, you know, you got those those legendary players that have come through there, uh, and now sitting here in in this seat, and, and uh, having a, a whole different perspective at, at 41 years old, and thinking about, you know, you didn't really know at the time what you what you were witnessing and his Most definitely. and what he was doing. Now, having um, you know, transition to this point, it's like man. The opportunity that I have to sit here as a black head coach in the Big East Conference is is because of John Thompson uh, and the opportunities that he fought for uh, for so many coaches, for for so many players uh, and minorities, um, and what he stood for, and not being afraid to to stand and, and vocalize, and and uh, even if it meant you know he had to sacrifice uh, you know uh, or or take any type of backlash and. And he wasn't afraid of it. He wasn't afraid of that, that responsibility and that obligation. And so just knowing uh, he's a, a legend, right, an icon, like somebody that transcended the sport. Um, and, and, you know, he'll be on the Mount Rushmore, should be, you know, on the Mount Rushmore College basketball for, for more than just winning the national championship and being the first black head coach to win the national championship. But for more than that, uh, which that's a big deal. Uh, but obviously, for impacting, you know, so many way beyond that. Um, you look up now, and the Big East has five black head coaches out of eleven schools, which is uh, more than any other conference in the in the country. And um, you know, just the equality to have those, op- you know, the the fight for to have those opportunities. Um, you know that you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be here without without John Thompson. Coach, I got to tell you, man, I watched you on FS1 and Fox Sports, man. You have some bad suits, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you clean on the sideline, man. <laughs> <laughs> you clean on the sideline, bro. I was like, hey, Coach Jordan, clean as he want to be over there, man, coaching them up, man. <laughs> hey, out of all the things I had to think about on game day, my wife handles that one. I'm thinking about you know, Villanova or Georgetown and all of the opponents. She she takes care of that. So my wife Destiny, you know, that's a uh, give give her give her a little love and a shout out because she takes that one off my hey, plate. Great I, job, I Destiny. On, you did a great just... job, man. <laughs> hey, you be clean, man. I'll be watching it, man. My man clean on the sideline, boy. He coach these boys up, boy. He doing it clean as he wanna be. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, man, hey, Coach, good to catch up with you, man. And I hope you get to Atlanta real soon. Man. I hope I get to travel again. I come up to Indianapolis and see you guys, man, because I know uh, Coach Ren wanted to come up there as well, IUPUI. So I'm like, I, I got to get to see both of you, man, real soon. But as soon as they chills out a little bit, I hope to get back on the road and know what the Hawks going to do for us in the NBA. That I can definitely plan to make some trips up there and see you guys, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. We definitely have to do that. I know you got to be enjoying Trey Young down there. You good play. I I remember trying to recruit him when I was at Michigan. He's good now. Hey, Ice Trey the game, baby. We're glad we got him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yes, indeed. Well, Coach, man, hey, be safe, man. Be easy. Hope to talk to you real soon. Best luck to you and see you, man. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me on. All right, that's LaVal Jordan on the Boss Man Show. It's that new way. Future Hendrix. Yeah. Oh. That's it, that's it, that's it. Pop. Hey. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out 
Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.